It is December 21st, 2016, and you are listening to The Soul Trap. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do another podcast between now and the end of the year. My family and I are looking forward to getting away after Christmas for several days, visiting my brother and sister-in-law in North Carolina, my mother, and uh, I trust that you look forward to a wonderful Christmas and New Year and Happy Holiday. I'm excited about the new year. There's a lot of different projects, a lot of different thoughts and subjects we want to begin to delve into. I want to start doing more book reviews with you and talking about some of the books that we're reading and directions that we're going and explore some of the, uh, frankly, paranormal and parapsychology and paraanthropology and archaeology, all those kind of things that we enjoy talking about here at The Soul Trap. I look forward to opening the floor at the beginning of the year for question and answer, maybe two or three times a month, where you can send in your questions and I'll try to answer them as briefly and yet thoroughly as I can through the podcast. But just in case we aren't able to do another podcast before the end of the year, I wanted my last podcast to be along this particular line. And let me let me read a verse to you out of 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, where the Apostle Paul says, I am made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. I enjoy reading and studying about the line that, that we all seem to enjoy here at the Soul Trap. Seeking out information and truth from the flat earth to UFOs in the sky, to what's buried beneath the pyramid, everywhere in between. We have enjoyed going on this journey, and I hope you have enjoyed it with me as well. But I feel it incumbent for you to understand that that if all you do is simply collect and catalog information, you're missing, you're missing in essence the heart of the soul trap. The heart of the soul trap is not just coming to a knowledge of the truth, but letting that truth stir us to reach other people with the gospel. In other words, you cannot truly divorce being a Christian from being a disciple. And being a disciple, or discipleship, is not sitting around simply studying the Bible for the sake of studying the Bible, nor is discipleship sitting around studying the Bible for the sake of simply being a better person. Fundamentally, discipleship is about following Jesus and doing what Jesus did. And Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. Western Christians have fallen far behind Muslims, far behind Hindus, far behind many other religions in the world in that we no longer seek actively, passionately to proselytize. Now we sell Christianity as a product. We market Christianity as a psychological gimmick among many other gimmicks, hopefully to try to scratch that itch that people have. But in truth, ladies and gentlemen, I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe it is the sole and exclusive way in which man can be right with God and escape the judgment of hell and enjoy the blessings and the benefits of heaven. As Paul said in Romans chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe. John 3.16 is still the fundamental working principle of this dispensation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
For by grace, Ephesians 2 says, always say, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And yet we stop there and claim the grace of God and fail to go on under that next verse. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 is wonderful in that it speaks about the grace of God. But the very next verse says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. The point of the soul trap, the point of Sun Coast Baptist Church, the point of all that we do is, by all means, in some ways, to get the gospel out. And that is a hard thing to do. It is probably one of the hardest things that I do in my ministry. I have no problem reading the Bible. I love to pray. I'm not a big fan of fasting, basically because I'm fat and I love chocolate. But there's a lot that I enjoy doing in the Christian life. But the thing that I hate is personal evangelism. And it is an amazing thing that we all have this tendency to see the big and miss the small. What I want to do is is tell you a brief story about a personal failure and use that as an illustration for you to understand where I think we often fail. December 17th, 18th, 19th, that area right in there was our Christmas nativity. We have a live nativity at our church. You can go online to YouTube or go on to Facebook and you can find pictures of it. It is beautiful, stunning. For a church our size, we hit way above our weight. And we have several men in our church that work bush gardens and others that are great carpenters. And and we're able to put on a tremendous nativity. And when you go through the nativity, you come to the ending point of it where the the children choir is singing. And we have men, preachers that are being trained in our church. We have men that, that share the gospel in a very pointed, specific, thorough way to the groups that come through. We are always trying to reach more and more people and get more and more people to come through. And one of the goals that we had had for a long time was to see 3,000 people come through. I don't really know where that number came from. It just, I guess, was an arbitrary goal that we had. We have done this, I believe, for five or six years, and we had never really reached that goal. But this past Saturday and Sunday, we had well over 3,000 people come through. It was, an, uh, it was an amazing couple of nights, and it was a roaring success. Thousands of people came through, and they didn't just see the nativity, and they didn't just get some sort of soft pedal, Joel Olstein, uh, hope you're right with God type of thing. They got a sharp, pointed, clear presentation of the gospel, a la way of the master, talking about their sin, talking about Jesus, talking about the blood, talking about the death, burial, and resurrection, talking about hell and eternity. It was great, wonderful. The last night, we break everything down. It ends at 8.30. We break everything down. By 10 o'clock, we were walking off the property, and everybody was cheering. It was wonderful. It was great. My wife, my daughter, my son, we jump in the car, and we go celebrate. We found Applebee's, and we got some chicken wings and some nachos, and we just decided just to have a time. It wasn't a very busy night there at Applebee's. There was a table of college kids in the bar area that were drunk, and our waiter, his name was Taylor, was waiting on us, and he was really, really, you could tell, stressed out. He was stressed out because the table of drunks were giving him a big, big problem. So we were very kind to him. He was very good, did the best that he could. We gave him a very, very largeable tip on top of what we spent. Got in the car, came home, and the next morning I woke up, and as I was thinking and praying, it it crossed my mind. I spent thousands of dollars at our church, thousands of dollars, several hundred man hours, 
and huge teams of people to put on a nativity to bring over 3,000 people through so that we could get the gospel to them. Then I go to Applebee's. A guy waits tables on me, and I get up and walk out, and I don't say anything to him about the Lord. And probably most embarrassing, I don't even leave him a gospel track. And what I'm saying is sometimes, as the old saying goes, you can't see the trees for the forest. I'm proud of what I did and our church did at the Nativity, but I'm disappointed in myself that I missed the person, the waiter that was waiting on me. You might be able to prove in 2017 that there is indeed a dimensional reality to the UFO phenomenon. You may be able to prove through pictures that there are uh, things going on underneath the pyramid. You may come across proof that shows beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hillary Clinton is a reptoid. But all of that pales in comparison to the fact that today there is a young man working at Applebee's that if he does not know Jesus Christ as his personal savior, he is lost and going to a place called hell. And that's not just true in my area at my Applebee's. That's true wherever you are. California, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Maryland. Wherever you are around you are hundreds, dozens, thousands of people that need the gospel. I want to encourage you in 2017 not to see the crowds, but to look for the people. I'm going to encourage you to find balance in your Christianity. Read your Bible, but leave somebody a gospel tract. Rage against the the onslaught of the new world order, but give somebody a gospel tract. Study and research and find out all there is to know about the different conspiracy theories that are out there, but leave somebody a gospel tract. If all we do is study, if all we do is complain, if all we do is rant and rave, but we don't ever go after that one, we are missing the heart of the gospel. The soul trap is fun to me. It's special to me in a sense that I have been able to bond with many of you, and and I consider it a tremendous honor. But if you think that the soul trap is my heart of hearts, you have missed it. The heart of hearts should be the heart of God. And the heart of God is love for the lost. As you come to the end of this year, as you worship on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, as you begin to look towards 2017, don't lose sight. Somewhere there's a waiter. Somewhere there's a cashier. Somewhere there's a neighbor. Somewhere there's somebody who's hurting and lost and scared, and empty without Christ Jesus. And our job is not to convince them that Sandy Hook Massacre was a fake, or that 9-11 was a false flag. Our job is to convince them, is to share with them, is to speak to them the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Whatever else you fail or don't, don't succeed at, don't fail at seeing the person. Don't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Building 7 was brought down by explosives at the cost of Taylor 
the waiter not getting a gospel track. Because in the end, when you and I are standing before God at the great white throne, the real issue that we will be facing is not whether or not 9-11 was an inside job or that Malaysian airliner was actually swallowed up in some sort of Malaysian Bermuda Triangle. All of that stuff will be meaningless. But you and I, what will be meaningful is the work that we did in connection with the gospel. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.